Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. Yeah, you this will. is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another Snowden edition of Ghost Chronicles International, right here on Tojinet, Pararex, Ghost Channel, and beyond. And also on your TuneIn app, if you have a smart-ass phone. So there you go. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, the unbelievable, the snowman. And the downright bizarre. The snowman. With me, my co-host, all all the way from across the pond in the wind-driven land of the dragon, Steve Parsons. Good afternoon, Mr. Snowman. You're still whining about a little breeze over there, are you? Yeah, a little breeze. It was 110 miles an hour. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, you don't get them there. But then like it doesn't, it it's doesn't like matter. It's not to worry about, you know what well, I mean? Well, it doesn't matter to us Brits because we don't build our houses out of matchwood and live in trailers. I'm not touching that one. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, that, you know, that's always a question that we ask when we watch these storm chasing programs um, yeah. that they show on Discovery Channel. In the, you know, in the sort of American Midwest where, you know, everybody's called Dorothy and they all have dogs called Toto. Why, why is it they all live in trailers and matchwood houses when they're dealing with tornadoes? And, it's easy to uh, replace. Pardon? Oh, it's easy to replace, I guess so, yeah. Definitely God doesn't like trailers. I thought he's, of that. He's got to pinch him about trailers, God. You know, <laughs> I don't know. You know maybe, maybe when he was born and they went and they, they, couldn't, they wouldn't let him in the trailer, so he had to go to the stable. I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. I have no clue. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. How are you, anyway? I'm outstanding right here in the... Uh, standing out where? Yeah. yeah. What, you're on the porch again? No, no, it's cool. I'm actually, you know, my my uh, office is right overlooks the window, which overlooks the snow. Uh, when you said outstanding, I thought you meant you were standing out I'm in the porch. Field. Yeah, it's as old as I am, that joke. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, we've got... Um, you know, a lot of things coming up. You and I were working on different projects for your visit here in September. Believe it or not, it'll be here sooner than you think. It will. Uh, why? Are we moving September to August? What's that? Well, you said sooner than you think. You haven't moved September to August, have you? No, no. Why should no. I? I'm just, you know, just turning the phrase. No, it's, uh, yeah, I've been a very busy boy because uh, we are running a special course while whilst i am over there um called ghostology or or so y'all want to be a wicked good ghost hunter um and one of the topics that we're definitely including um because it's very very sort of uh, topical these days is evp electronic instrumental transcommunication um what? and We've heard of EVP. You've heard of EVP and ITC. Voice phenomena. 
What's this? Well, or I, instrumental trans communication, or real-time I, spirit I, communication, I, or one of the other silly names it's got. I see it's a totally different thing. Well, they're all lumped under the same broad banner. Anyway, the reason I mention it is because I've just spent the last four days uh, writing the course mm-hmm. notes and the handouts for, for that particular module. So that's all good. Hmm. So this is all going to be uh, a British slant. I, I'm, I'm actually thinking of bowing out of this and let you handle this yourself because I don't know if I want to be associated with the, the dribble that will be coming over with you. Well, that's that's actually good because uh, that way you can just sit in, you can just sit there and heckle like you did last I year. Drop you off and kick your butt out of the car, and you can take care of it. So there you go. Easy peasy. Yep. No problemo, as the Italians yep. are so fond of saying. Okay, so that's me sorted out. So uh, you're on the tea duties that day. Mm, evidently. Uh, so, anyways, uh, EVP is 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 cool. I mean, I it's one of the, you know it's always been like the coolest thing in the paranormal. People you know see a picture or they'll see or whatever video or something, but when they see listen to EVP, it always kind of gets to them. Yeah, it, it, it's. I mean, it's very, very topical. If you go back three or four years, uh, EMF meters were the the big thing. Um, before that, of course, we had the orb phenomena, and EVP seems to have made quite a comeback. But I mean, historically speaking, EVP research has been going on for close on a hundred years. Um, you know, if you go back to the nineteen twenties, the American psychical researcher. Uh, encountered what might be described as a very early example of EVP during a studio radio session with an unnamed medium. Um, He described hearing a disembodied voice asking, can you hear me, which came from a microphone that had been left on in a sealed room uh, whilst the rest of the building was empty. And uh, apparently no explanation was ever found as to its source. And, of course, I think most famously... um, Amongst the early EVP uh, pioneers, we have to include the American Thomas Edison, who was, is still said to have been working on equipment that incorporated chemicals, including potassium permanganate. Um, and he, can, he gave an interview in Scientific American, um, and they asked Edison about the possibility of contacting the dead. And he responded with the fairly open reply that nobody knows whether our personalities pass on to another existence or sphere, but it is possible to con- if it is possible to construct an apparatus which will be so delicate that there are personalities in another existence or sphere who wish to get in touch with us, this apparatus will at least give them a better opportunity to express themselves than by tilting tables, wrapping and Ouija boards mediums and other crude methods that are now purported to be the only means of communication and obviously (laughs) despite claims to the contrary there's actually no evidence that Edison ever designed or even tried to construct an EVP device you you mean like uh, Spiricon is just a myth uh, well Spiricon uh, is actually a device that that came much much later it it was uh, the brainchild of uh, again American researchers uh, one of which was George Meek, um, and they came up with a device called the Spiricon. Uh, it's nothing to do with Edison, um, no. but the, it, you know we've we've got this long history of of EVP. Um, you know, during the 1930s, 
unidentified voices were picked up by Swedish and Norwegian military radio monitoring stations, uh, which ceased uh, abruptly in 1934. And they were always attributed to stray Nazi transmissions. What's interesting is um, those early transmissions, as indeed later ones, were always described as polyglot or containing several languages within the single message. Um, after the war, of course, when the archives were searched, there was no evidence found of German involvement. Um, again in the 1930s, the psychic Attila von Saale started to experiment with a record cutter and player, and he was trying to record paranormal voices on a phonograph. Um, his results were, of course, disappointing. Um, there was an interesting event that took place. It was reported in the British publication Psychic News uh, that discussed an event that took place in London during the 1930s in the presence of over 600 people. Uh, during a seance, more than 50 uh, disembodied voices were said to have spoken through a microphone which was placed uh, some distance from the medium um, you know, designed to project his voice through loudspeakers. Technical staff in attendance who provided and installed the public address system uh, also claimed to have heard the voices and said that they must definitely have come from the microphone, um, but that no human was close enough to have been re within recording distance. Uh, and that was reported in the Psychic News. Oh, that's interesting. So, I mean, what's the difference? I mean, our friend uh, Cal Cooper has written his book, uh, Telephone Calls from the Dead. So are telephone calls EVPs too, or, or are they totally different? Uh, no. Uh, in fact, Cal makes that, that distinction several times, and when we've spoken to him um, about the links between... There are obviously links between EVP and uh, telephone calls, and they're, because they're using a, a mechanical, electromechanical device, in, in the case of telephone calls, a telephone, uh, and obviously with EVP, a recording device. But he makes no, uh, no connection between the two. He, he says that they are actually uh, largely separate uh, phenomena. Really? Um, you know, what's interesting, though, is uh, I've had, there, there's a definition. I mean, if we go back and actually look at the one of the definitions of EVP, uh, I think this comes from the AAEVP, or um, I might be mistaken there, or perhaps the European equivalent. But they describe it as being uh, basically voices or other utterances that appear on an audio recording without the operator being aware of it at the time the recording was taking place. Now, that's, that's quite distinct from a telephone conversation where the phone rings, somebody picks it up, and there's a voice speaking which can be heard in real time. I, I think that's only a partial of the definition, and that is that the, the, the definition is that it the spirit will manipulate the white noise on a recorder to manifest. Well, uh, that's the, there are. It's like ghosts, isn't it? There's there's countless different definitions or well, that's variations. Not the EVP. That's their definition. No, no, no. I mean, there are lots and lots of variations on. It depends right. who you go to 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 uh, look up the definition. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, lots of people have lots of different versions of, uh, or, you know, they they put their own spin on it. So uh, that's just one of that's just one of many. I mean, historically speaking, uh, you know, we've talked about a uh, hundred years ago, but EVP really comes to the fore uh, in the late 1950s with the Swedish filmmaker and artist Friedrich Jürgensen, mm -hmm. um, who had 
gone wandering in the forest to record birdsong. And when he came back, he discovered that there was a, uh, a distinct male voice talking on the tape uh, and remarking about the birdsong at night. Later, he also claimed to have recorded the voice of his deceased mother. Um, Jurgensen went on to record you know, hundreds of these spirit voices over the following four years. And these were published, he published a book in 1964 called Voices from the Universe, uh, later followed by a second book. Um, following his book, of course, we come on to possibly the most famous name in, in EVP research. Um, and this EVP was, Mike? Uh, <laughs> not yet, but Dr. Constantin Raudiva, oh, a yeah. Latvian psychologist. Raudiva was very sceptical of Jurgensen's claims. Uh, but and he started to make his own experiments, and he too discovered he could record these voices, and he claimed to have recorded many hundreds of voices, including his own deceased mother, Rodiva. Again, he published his results uh, in a book called *The Inaudible Becomes Audible*, which was later translated into English and has become the the book that everybody associates with EVP. Uh, breakthrough, an amazing experiment in electronic communication with the dead, um, which was published, I think, in 1969. And it's from Raudiva that we get the term, the Raudiva voices, which is an alternative uh, word or description sometimes used for EVP. And, of course, since, since Raudiva, um, you know, there have been literally hundreds of people all around the world who have uh, set out to explore this phenomena. Now, was he the one that, that was responsible for the Rodiva diode or whatever the heck it was? Uh, well, yes. I mean, he didn't actually go on to invent it, but he was, uh, it was named well, after was, him. Because it, it, it was used in his research. It was, it was one of his uh, uh, team that, that pioneered the device. It's actually quite a straightforward little germanium diode that plugs in, that's plugged into the microphone input to replace the microphone. And effectively, uh, the idea is to then remove the the the, the microphone element uh, from the recording. And Raudiva used the the device um, and claimed to get better quality uh, voices. Uh, it's got to be stated though that the Raudiva diode is actually a form of radio antenna, um, and so it does allow itself. Uh, or allow the possibility of radio breakthrough to be to be uh, one of the p- possible explanations. Right, but wouldn't that? I mean, isn't that one of the the theories? Now, I know Mike, and he's not here. EVP Mike, we're talking about Mike Markowitz, and uh, he his theory is that EVP is waves, and so that that would actually uh, uh, facilitate uh, capture of EVP, EVP voices. Well, again, um, you know, everybody, the, there are lots of different theories. I mean, if we look at the, the most recent devices to hit the market, the ghost boxes, the, uh, the Frank's boxes right. and, and the clones, the hack, there are two, the, yeah, the hack shack as well. There are, there are actually two competing idea, uh, theories that are doing the rounds of, uh, to, to explain how these devices are working. One is, of course, that the, and it, if you consider the explanation, it, it actually sounds remarkably far-fetched that um, the spirit that you are communicating with is effectively monitoring 
all of the radio traffic, uh, I guess, on the planet, and then pre-selecting responses in real time and directing them to your radio. Um, well, that's not that's, exactly true. It wouldn't be the whole planet. It would be only the range of the radio, I would assume. Well, in the case of, a, in the case of an AM band receiver, you're talking several thousand kilometers, you know, as a, as a, as a radius. So that's, you know, that, that, that's a pretty, uh, covers most of Western Europe. Um, the other, the other theory, uh, which people subscribe to, of course, is that the noise that the radio makes, uh, the white noise, the, the general sort of re- receiver noise is then manipulated by the spirits bent and used as the building blocks of, uh, individual, words and phrases or, or portions of words called phonemes um, yeah, but I, I, and these I are put together time. rather like lego bricks i have a hard time with that steve because it's more it doesn't seem like it's the the white noise that you're really capturing on it you know because i've done a lot of work at the hack shack and so forth and, and it really seems like it's it's grabbing voices from the air rather than manipulation you know what i mean it, it, you can detect the same type of voices uh, you, you know, in, in fact, if you had a regular AM, F, AM radio, uh, whatever band you're on, of course, um, and tuned it in, you would probably get that station and hear that voice of that person speaking. Well, um, every, as, as I've said, uh, there are <laughs> as, almost as many different theories about EVP is there are theories about ghosts and spirits and poltergeists and and it comes down to the fact that at the moment we don't have the information we do have some very interesting recordings we do have some very interesting claims but there is a there is a, a another idea that we have to consider and you, you you've already spoken about um, this idea of the white noise this uh, these sounds that the radio is making right and, of course, it could just be audio pareidolia. People are hearing what they want to hear. And people have, I, I myself have conducted you know, relatively simple uh, experiments whilst out on a ghost hunt um, where you prime the question. You ask people to you know, say, say your name. Uh, will you know? Can the spirits say my name over the ghost box? And nine times out of ten, people will hear their name spoken because they're actually listening for the individual building blocks that make up the word or parts of the word, you know, of, of the name. Um, it a, it's it rather a, like. You know, I'm sorry. They did a great experiment with that. With they had a woman uh, doing. Uh, she all she said was like ba 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 over and yeah, over again. Yeah. Yeah. And then you were told, uh, is she saying ba? And everybody heard ba. And then they said, uh, ga. Does it, is she saying ga? And uh, they heard ga. So mm-hmm. it was the, the same, you know, it was the same thing she was saying, but people heard it differently. Well, our brain exists to put order into chaos. Um, you know, we see, we see faces in clouds. We see shapes, uh, you know, in the fire. And we hear order within the chaos of sound as well. Um, in fact, what what we have to also bear in mind is that in normal everyday conversation, we don't just listen with our ears. We also use our eyes also to to lip read. That's why if you put a recorder onto um, a table in a crowded restaurant and record a conversation, um, it you can't normally hear the conversation very well for all of the background noise. And yet, face to face in the same restaurant, two people can have a 
a perfectly good conversation with background music and lots of conversation because they're using more than just the hearing sense. So, you know, we, we are trying to put order into chaos when it comes to listening to these sounds. And, of course, it has to be said that the very best EVPs are the ones that you're told in advance what the recording is saying. This is they're the ones that are always the clearest. Because you're priming, you're priming the, the, the sort of expectation. Um, you know, I remember watching Most Haunted run a series of EVPs um, during one of the live shows. And they, at the start of the show, they ran four A, B, C, D. Um, and they asked people to phone in and text in and email in with what they thought the EVPs were saying. And they ran the results. Uh, right, I think we just talked about this uh, a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Yeah, that's right. We did. We mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, at the start of the show, it was all pretty random until people started to read what other people had said. And then a consensus grew throughout the show until by the end of the show, uh, there was large agreements over what was being said because people were being told what the EVPs was, uh, were saying. Right. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. But uh, people are certainly enthralled by it i i guess is the word oh it's 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 seriously you know fascinating uh, area of research and it's 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 actually kind of quite separate from ghost research in a way because um you know i know a lot of ghost hunters now take audio recording very seriously and have spent a great deal of money taking audio recorders out into haunted locations but a great deal of the sort of cutting-edge EVP work is actually done in dedicated EVP research laboratories, well away from haunted locations, um, and specifically looking to establish uh, communication with some discarnate entity, rather than, you know, going to a haunted house and seeing if if the the, the resident spook would, you know, care to say a few words to the uh, the participants. Right. You know, I, I remember we made that distinction. My old EVP specialist Karen Marcy, when she was with, with us, she she did a lot of work for uh, the AA EVP, and um, she also some of her work was used in the movie White Noise. But she used to tell me, and I, I you know, I kind of scoffed at it, but maybe it's true that they actually had their own team on the other side trying to break through and speak to us. I mean, that's fascinating in itself that, you know, would the spirits actually do that to have to, you know. Well, that, that, that goes back to Raudiva as well, because Raudiva also said that the, he had a, a team of communicators, um, you know, a, a, a team of scientists effectively um, right. on the other side who were working on the version of, you know, uh, a device. And in fact, there are several EVP devices, um, including uh, the Frank's Box and Spiricom, um, which are said to have been built with the assistance or designed with the assistance of uh, spirit communications. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the, you know, the, they will have passed through designs or suggestions for improvements uh, to designs. Um, so, I mean, let's face it, if they had that power, wouldn't they just say, okay, if you do this and, you know, give you the plans and just, you know, then we could have a, a wonderful two-way conversation with the other side. But it doesn't, you know, everybody says that, well, they passed on design changes or things like exactly. that. Exactly. 
Yeah, it, 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 it's kind of like, you know, we talked about before about mediums, you know, what the other side is like. And we got different answers. And, and yeah, exactly. You've hit the nail bang on the head. Um, we, have, we have several designs, that were, including one that, you know, that Cal and I actually um, borrowed for a while that was built uh, just after World War II called uh, the Scammell device. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was built here in the UK by an electrical uh, engineer. Again, um, after receiving the plans uh, or, or designs f- from the spirit world, through spirit communication, um, and they they all are different. <laughs> now I know we have different. You know, people would argue that well, yeah. I mean, we have different designs of car, we have different designs of motorcycle, but the principle is identical to all of them. Um, and yet we have radically different versions of these uh, supposed radio communication devices or electronic communication devices. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they're, uh, if they're trying to help us, they're, they're, either their designs are as... We don't improve our design abilities once we die. Um, <laughs> um, so there's no sort of universal font of all knowledge when we pass over because they're just as rubbish at designing EVP devices as we are. You mean, Steve? Maybe there's not enough Germans that died. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we can't German talk about that. German engineering. We know that's the world runs on German engineering. Well, we can't talk about we can't talk about the war. Um, But yeah, I mean, obviously, obviously, you know, I mean, there's a possible argument there for the fact that we survive bodily death because we're just as rubbish on the other side as we are on this side. (laughs) But you know, I mean, people, people, afterlife, huh? I think, yeah. I mean, you talked about the AAEVP and other groups, um, and we, we mentioned a, a, a lot of people, a lot of interest sprung after Raudiva. But actually, interestingly, in 1949 here in the UK, in Manchester, England, uh, the Spirit Electronic Communication was formed, and a Mr. Zwan demonstrated dev- a device called the Super Rays, later Ooh. named the Zwan Ray, in honor of the inventor to discover, again, using spirit guidance, a means of Ooh. scientific communication with the dead. The Zwan Ray... Is that, that thing still hanging around? Uh, no, it disappeared. Um, it, yeah. it, it evolved into the Binning, Binnington model in 1952 and then into the Teledyne model later. All, uh, uh, again... Each version was claimed to have been developed with spirit assistance. It was claimed that direct spirit voice communications was eventually obtained um, in the 1950s uh, with the help of this machine. Well, there you go. Uh, but whatever happened to the machine, it's no longer no longer in existence, unfortunately. Well, anyways, I know we've got to take a break right now, and, and we have EVP Mike Markowitz on the phone, so we're excited about that, and he's going to tell us a little bit about the future of EVPs, hopefully, and what he's doing with it. So, anyways, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles International with the gold standard in ghost hunting, Mr. Steve Parsons, in New England's own Van Helsink, right here on Tojanet, Pararex, Ghost Channel, and beyond, and your smartphone app. Ghost Chronicles Internet and the Ghost Box. Well, probably I'm sure in the future. <laughs> in the future, we'll be talking through or whatever. So, anyways, we'll be right back after the following messages. Stay tuned.
Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly gooky, the Parrax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parrax family. They're strange, deranged, unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew, it's time to rendezvous. As we give awards to the Parrax family. All right. Hi, I'm Ron Kolek, author and lead investigator of the New England Ghost Project, New England's own Van Helsink. And I'm Ann Kerrigan, the blonde bombshell, and I'm the lead investigator of East Bridgewater's Most Haunted. And we'd like to invite you to tune in. Ghost Chronicles, the next generation. Every Wednesday night. At 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on www.toginet.com. So, so yeah, what are they going to hear on this stupid show? What are they going to hear? They are going to hear things that they can't believe are happening. Like uh, Beyond Bizarre. And cemetery tripping. Oh, that's your deal, right? Absolutely. Yeah, one of these days you're going to get uh, so scared of one of these cemetery tripping things that uh, you'll, I'll have to get a new co-host. <laughs> I am brave beyond belief. Nothing yeah, we'll see. scares me. Except so anyways, if you're bored and you got nothing to do on Wednesday night, tune in to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ann and Ron. See you then. Uh, the beating of Ron Kolek's heart means that we're back for part... Or is, it, is it Pacemaker? Back for part two of Ghost Chronicles International. On Togginet Para-X, your iPhone app, iTunes, podcast, and perhaps for one night only tonight, the Ghost Box, because we're talking about EVP, its history, and its future. And hopefully joining us in a minute or two... Uh, from a telephone call from the living is Mike Markovitz or That's EVP Mike. Right is he is he with us right now? Good afternoon, Mike. Yes, hello, I'm here. Hey, can you hear me? Hear, hear you perfectly well. Excellent. Including yeah, yeah, the yeah, it's uh, it's snowing pretty pretty good here in uh, New England right now, or at least Massachusetts. So it's coming down pretty good. And you're driving in it, I understand too. Oh, yeah, I'm driving in it. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? 
I mean, you know, I'm sitting here and looking out my window and I can't even see the road from my house. Uh, it's so white out here in the Merrack Valley. So there you go for that. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, Mick, uh, well. welcome, to, welcome to the show. And uh, in the beginning, first half of the show, we were talking a little bit about the history of VP and so forth. And, um, you know, it seems to be such a an interesting phase of, of ghost hunting. Uh and how did you, you know, I mean, we've had you on a show before, but we want to refresh everybody's meaning. How did you get involved with and and why have you devoted your life to it? Well, I, I heard a, a recording um, that just set off, a, you know, a um, an epiphany in my brain. I just said, you know, well, <laughs> this is a miraculous recording. I can't believe it's real. And um, I set out to try to capture uh, the same type of evidence that I was listening to. And, um, it just, it just fascinated me, you know, to no end because it's such a fascinating thing to hear something that wasn't there before. And, um, it just, uh, it just struck a nerve in me. So, you know, I went out and just started recording for myself and, uh, I just became very, very active in it, spent an awful lot of time doing it. And, um, I just haven't really slowed down too much. Um, well, the last couple of years I've slowed down, but um, I, I'm still actively listening and um, putting things together with um, other uh, paranormal experiences that I've had over the years to try to button it up in a fashion that um, not only I could understand a little bit better, but maybe other people as well. And, and Mike, you do you? Can, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, Mike, do you uh, do you prefer to do your recordings in field or? Like some researchers, do you have you set yourself up a, a sort of dedicated EVP room or lab? So yeah, I, I go all over the place. You know, I try to tag which room I'm in, you know, maybe the time or whatnot, and um, and just see what I, I like to get. You know, I, well, how I really like to do it is I like to record um, without asking too many questions myself. I like to record the environment as much as possible. Um, and have other people, if they're there, to do the questioning, questions and answers and whatnot. I mean, of course, once in a while I'll go out there and I'll ask questions, but um, most of the time I just like to be in the background with my uh, my recorders going, just let me record what's going on right now, you know. So do you, do you also, um, I, I was reading about some, some, uh, some EVP researchers and what they do is they set up a, a regular, regular schedule of... Uh, recording sessions which they do from home or, or from their evp room where they 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 set a you know a, a same time same place same uh, same frequency right. on the dial but so you're uh, talking about like the big circle the big circle yeah, we, yeah, yeah week yeah. in week out and they yeah. say that you know they that they claim that they get excellent methods this way with with a regular communicator on the other side have you found similar things in your research I haven't tried that method. Um, I like it, though. Um, I try not to record in my home simply because I've had a lot of um, uneasy experiences in my home. I don't want to dig up more than I necessarily have to. Right, right. <laughs> um, but I, I think that it's, uh, it's a good idea to try that, um, especially if you can get a step beyond the normal EVP of, um, you know, the mundane stuff that you simply get all the time, which is, you know, the, the usual EVP, but now to get something that's uh, actually communicating with you. And, um, you know, if they can give you information more so than a standard 
broken up conversation, then yeah, that's absolutely worth it because now you're really getting into uh, intelligent communication with the unseen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a good method. Are you are you solely concerned with um, with voice recording, or have you experimented? Uh, with other you know, the forms of electronic communication, I know, for example, uh, some researchers have looked at using uh, video cameras and television um, forms of EVP or ITC, as they refer to it. Um, have you yeah. have you tried those sort of experiments yourself? Yeah, I have. Um, I've tried um, shortwave radios. Um, I've tried um, you know d- different methods, different ways of. Um, you know, of, of recording to see if I could capture anything. And, and even with using different things, like I, there's a um, prototype spirit comm that I was involved with years ago. Um, and they all basically do the same thing, which is record voices. And coming to that conclusion, I realized that, you know what, if you get equipment that is uh, very good equipment that doesn't have a lot of noise to it so that you make pristine recordings, if you can, um, the, the EVP are going to sound that much better, and you're going to hear more nuances of those voices. So I kind of negate going into all the other ITC methods of recording, except the spirit box, which I absolutely love. Um, we've gotten some unbelievable recordings using that method, and there's absolutely no way it could be anything else other than um, some kind of paranormal something that's going on with it. Uh, because of the sentences that are spoken over so many frequency changes and whatnot, and also the, the content of what they're uh, what they're speaking about that we were asking them to provide, like you know, answers to our questions, and um, absolutely phenomenal. So the do spare you, box I do like to use as far as ITC goes. Do you have a, a website? Or, I know you've written a book. Uh, do you have a website right. where people can? Uh, yes, his book um, is. <laughs> I keep. Yeah, I keep getting asked that same question, and uh, it is something that I do I do have to get put, uh, put together because um, it's uh, this kind of stuff. The examples that I have are so excellent. Um, you know, I hate to see people waste their time in the field, like with the you know an EMF meter, you know, an EMF detector, and they're talking to it as if it's really paranormal communication, <laughs> or it's a, it's or it's a, a flashlight that's blinking on and off, and they're talking to it like it's real. I, it makes me crazy, and I've seen people do it out in the field, and I, I just shake my head at it. I can't believe that they're not using themselves, trying to really connect with spirit as opposed to, um, you know, a, a flashlight. I don't, I don't understand that at all. But I do have to get my website together. Um, absolutely, um, I apologize for not having it because I keep getting asked that over and over again. Meanwhile, do you want to mention that uh, your book, though? I think that's still available, isn't it? It is. Uh, yeah, you can get it on um, you know, typical Amazon.com. It's uh, EVP, Electronic Voice Phenomenon, Massachusetts Ghostly Voices. And uh, most of those, uh, if not all of them, I believe, comes from all, all of Massachusetts. I've got a bunch of other ones from different states. But um, like that book uh, in particular just deals with Massachusetts and uh, surrounding areas and whatnot, different towns. Um, some good stuff in there. Um, and I don't really get into... Um, the depth, really in-depth of the spiritual aspect of you know, paranormal investigating like I do now, because back then uh, I hadn't had the experiences <laughs> that I've had since. So it's um, I've kind of learned more about it. And um, so my second book, if there was going to be one, is uh, going to be dealing with that uh, specifically because I think it's very important 
that people realize uh, the trouble that you can get into, but also the benefits. So, are we still on? Yeah, sorry, I was just waiting to see if Rob was going to come in there. I was going to say, um, I mean, you are, um, you know, and it's a very experienced EVP researcher, and there are an awful lot of people who are conducting EVP. They're, they're taking out their recorders um, and they're going on their ghost hunts. Can you? What would you say your top uh, top tips, um, top pieces of equipment or, or methods that these people could use to optimize the results? I would say get a um, a recording system that's very quiet, some uh, an audio recorder, a digital audio recorder that just gives very very clear um, recordings. You know, very clear sound and get it so that, you know, a recorder that can transfer directly into your computer so you bypass any kind of mechanical noise. And that way there you're you're preserving, uh, hopefully in a PCM format, um, you know, a wave format that that captures the full width, the full bandwidth of what you're recording. That way it's not going to sound all, all uh, wishy-washy like an MP3 or something like that. So by preserving your recordings in a very wide frequency response that's really nice and crystal clear, now you can really turn that volume volume up and really take a close, close listen, and you're going to hear more. Um, that, to me, is the most important thing. Um, and EVP happens everywhere, so it really comes down to your recorder. And wherever you are, you can record in, um, and you'll capture things. So I think the equipment is the number one uh, best thing that you can possibly have is a good digital recorder. That, to me, that's, that's all that I use. I mean, I do have access to radio, shortwave radios, and... I have uh, different different gizmos that I've worked with over the years, and I still have the stuff at home. And I'm I got plans on new new stuff that I want to try, but I'm even hesitant about building that because my handheld recorder is so important to the work of capturing good quality EVP that that it just becomes paramount. You know, that's the most important thing to me. Mm-hmm. Would you go with an external microphone, or would you, or do you just stick to the internal microphones that the recorders come with? It depends on how good those internal microphones are. If an external microphone is going to give you clearer recordings, then by all means use that. Whatever, whatever gives you the best recordings, I think, is, uh, is worth looking into, um, as long as it's nice and clear. That's, that's, that's paramount. Yeah, I ask because uh, we had a, a team uh, from Ireland uh, who are also doing EVP work, and they one of their recommendations, uh, one of their sort of best bits of kit was what they described as a condenser microphone, which they said has allowed them to get some extraordinary EVPs. So I know that would be an external microphone. Um, I, so I was right. just trying to uh, find out your opinion, whether an external microphone or whether the built-in mic, because obviously a lot of these small uh, handheld uh, recorders now, like the Zoom uh, models, uh, do have uh, quality microphones built in, but they also have sockets to allow you to put uh, right. an external microphone. Yep, that's that can that can help if you want to, um, you know, expand your environment for recording. You know, you can put a microphone in one room and a microphone in another in another room and record at the same time. Um, I have a Sony PCM D50, um, which is awesome, and. Um, you know, it does have an external microphone hookup to it, but I, I don't use it. However, mm-hmm. I do have condenser microphones as well, studio condenser microphones, a mixing board. Um, and I go right into my computer to record in all digitally. And, um, 
those are beautiful microphones, and they uh, they sound fantastic. And I can wire up a whole house with them, and sit down mm-hmm. at the control point and just uh, you know put my recordings in there, and um, it, it absolutely works. It works fantastic. You know, it's very clear, uh, very low low self noise. Um, I recommend that as well if you want to spend that kind of money and <laughs> you know all that equipment. But uh, in the end, it, it makes makes for beautiful recordings. We have a question in the chat room, actually. Um, it goes back to something you said, Mike. So uh, you, you said earlier um, uh, the kind of trouble you can get into when recording EVPs, and uh, the uh, Spooky's asking what kind of trouble specifically are you referring to, um, well, presumably related to recording yeah, EVP. Yeah, well, when you're, a, lot of, a lot of times when people are um, conducting an EVP session, um, they were asking, you know, who are you, um, you know, what's your name, and generalized questions. But there were also questions that come up, um, say, can you show me a sign of your presence? Can you touch my hand? Uh, use my energy to speak with, things like this, <laughs> where you're now starting to get into, um, you know, a form, of, a form of, like, say, conjuring, for lack of a better term. But you're, you're trying to get a spirit to come into your space and your realm and do some kind of communication. And some of these mm-hmm. people, they try the, uh, you know, the bullying kind of method of, uh, of asking questions where, you know, they demand answers. And in doing so, you're not going to get some fun loving spirit. You're going to get the kind that respond to violence. And, um, that's, I've tried that method before and I have gotten in trouble with it. And, um, you get a bad interaction with it. If anybody has ever had a spirit directly interact with you, you know that it's a psychological one, and it, it comes into you through your soul, doesn't come into you physically. That's all a bunch of nonsense where people go and get scratched and they get, you know, all this crap. I don't, I don't necessarily believe that's true because that's just a waste of time. If you want to affect somebody on a negative as- in a negative aspect, you, you do it psychologically and you get into their... Uh, into their soul, into their psyche, and you do it emotionally, it does a lot more damage uh, than just doing a, you know, putting a scratch on somebody, you know what I mean? And that's usually the intent of those kind of things. Uh, mine was a strangulation while I was recording, and um, I could feel the hands on my head and the hands on my neck, and I could feel it squeezing, all the blood rushing up into my head while I was just standing there, and I knew what was going on, and I kind of started to panic, and it took me uh, a week to uh, finally... Uh, settle down and get rid of it and come to terms with it and uh, finally it, it went away but I think that was just their residual energy that got mixed into mine and it took a while to get rid of it but if you don't understand what that is then you could be into some trouble I believe right so these things these things can happen to you and they can happen to anybody I use myself as an example while I do these recordings and all these these different types of events that have happened to me I can now speak about because I, I've had to go on, uh, had to go through them and, um, and I know what they are, and it's uh, damn scary. Now, one of the things that uh, I found interesting is that you don't really believe that EVPs are manipulation of white noise, but rather more of a wave? Well, there's there's two things I believe that are going on. Um, I, I do believe that there is a manipulation of sound in our three-dimensional world, and I also think that there is a... Um, a, a psychic aspect to it as well. There are two things going on at the same time. Just like a you know a particle can be a wave, 
and a particle at the same time, um, you know, with a subatomic structure. Um, that's a proven fact, and those things come in and out of our world. They show up and they disappear at random. So, you know, that's at a, a very minuscule scale. However, it does demonstrate that two things can go on at the same time. And when we're dealing with uh, thought um, and also acoustic energy, I think they happen at the same time. And this would also, for me, um, it it also tells me that some of the odd sounds that happen, like footsteps or, you know, you might hear um, horses go by. Are the horses really going by, or is it part of someone's uh, someone's memory? To me, it's someone's memory. It's a tele, it's a like a telekinesis kind of a thing. But there are rare instances that it does come into our world. Not not that often, but it does happen. You know, I think that's what explains those things. I mean, we could talk about this stuff for the next five hours <laughs> to really get into it. But um, in a nutshell, I think it's both. Okay. Now, the other thing is, you know, I know that when I first met you, you were working on that Spiritcon project, and and you also you you yep. came up with the mic tube and and some other things. Are you going towards just sticking with your your digital recorder, or or is there something else out there that will be better that will give us two way instant communication? I don't think that there is. Aside from ourselves, I don't think that there's a machine that's going to provide it. What we're, what we're getting um, is um, uh, scraps of, of pieces of information. Um, the, real, the real communication has to do with an, uh, us on an individual basis. and has to do with reaching through that veil and progressing our minds into that world. One of the things that I kind of discovered through this is that I believe that this whole paranormal thing is, is a life lesson, and the better you get at it, the better your recordings are going to be, the more communication is going to develop over time. And it's actually like a grade school uh, technique to this kind of stuff where the more, the more um, time you spend with it, the more EVP you capture, the more spiritual you become. Your eyes become more awakened to the spiritual aspects of uh, spirit communication, because after all, that's what you're really doing. And I think that there's a lesson there on how to do that. And again, I use myself as a guinea pig, uh, as an experimenter, and I say, yes, I, I do believe it's this way. Yeah, it, it makes sense in a, in a lot of cases, because there seems to be uh, people who, you know, work exclusively with EVP, and, and they tend to receive more and better quality EVPs than the the uh, occasional user. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, that's not that's not the case a hundred percent of the time, but it is the case more times than not. And then, Ron, you know, you can stand next to somebody with a digital recorder going, and you have one, and either you or the other person will capture an EVP, but the other person won't. So now you start right. talking about intent from the other side. Mm-hmm. So you're saying the EVPs are specifically meant for the person recording them? Sometimes they are. Sometimes you're just going to get, uh, you know, uh, these fractional, uh, you know, conversations from them. Um, well, maybe a one-way communication because they're discussing something with somebody else. You'll capture it. It has nothing to do with us. It has something to do with them and what they're going through. So there's all different types of scenarios that you can um, apply 
most recordings in. There's a, there's a, you know, kind of a set group, you know, where you can put most of these recordings. Are they, are they really talking to me? Are they talking to themselves? Are they talking to the person next to me? You know, and you can basically put those in some categories. But to get the real one-on-one stuff, um, it takes it takes some time if you really want to open that up, that open up that door. Because it can it can get scary. You take the good with the bad. So, Steve, I mean, how does the power science feel about EVP in general? Well, um, it's something that we don't uh, we don't routinely conduct EVP in field uh, research. However, um, we have an active EVP research program. Um, and of course, Anne, my colleague, co-founder of Parascience, uh, is conducting a PhD, which is entirely focused on EVP and trying to understand uh, why is it people hear these messages? You know, is it something psychological, or as some critics, you know, will will explain, um, or is it something something else? Is it something? Uh, you know, discarnate, is it something spiritual? So so we do have an active program and a very active interest in it, but we don't use it in terms of in-field investigations. We we keep the two areas entirely separate. Oh, that's interesting. So, uh, Mike, you uh, plans any plans for new books? Your, your book, of course, is uh, EBP, Electronic Voice Phenomenation, uh, Ghostly Voices in Massachusetts. Is, do you have any in uh, the works? Um, well, well, I do have something coming up. Um, there's a, there's a, a, a film that's being produced, um, in the last 10 years of my life that's, uh, I'm putting together right now. Uh, mm-hmm. it's going to be an independent film. Um, and it will be released with a major, um, uh, major carrier, but, um, it's not going to be released until next year, and there's a possibility of a um, of a book coming out that'll go along with that film. But um, that's that's going to be a really good project, and um, hopefully, when all said and done, I'm really happy with it. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a it's going to be a fun trip to to, to uh, try to put you know ten years of your life together in a in a relatively short film, you know, an hour, hour and a half, or whatever it's going to be. Um, but that's going to be a that's going to be an exciting, exciting project. Yeah, it sounds interesting. It sounds like a lot of work. So, I mean, that's definitely going to take yeah. away from some of your your research that you you've been doing. I would assume. Well, yeah, yes and no. Um, you know, things have quieted down for me now, which I think uh, is kind of telling me that I need to uh, follow through with um, with what I'm doing currently with this project um, because it's it's kind of um been buttoned up you know the the storyline of of the things that i experienced now makes sense and it took years to kind of figure things out here's the bell that's right there's a doorbell which means pizza from the dead is here so we've got to wrap it up mike we want to thank you so much for uh joining us today and and give us a little insight of what you're doing with evp and once again your your book is evp electronic voice phenomena uh Ghostly, oh, ghostly voices. Thank you. So much. And that's available on awesome. on uh, Amazon. You can go get Amazon. Yep. Oh, Mike, thank you so much, and uh, we appreciate you uh, calling, especially uh, in this uh, blizzard we got. Yeah, drive safely. <laughs> Not, uh, thank you very much. No problem. Love doing it.
All right. Good night now. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Good night. Well, that's always interesting. I like to see different points of view. I mean, because everybody has them. And we really don't know a lot about this field. A lot of people think they do. But uh, there's so much more we don't know than we do know. Well, that's the, that's the eternal conundrum of paranormal research, isn't it? Um, you know, you ask, you, you set out to answer a question and you come back with 20 more questions. Exactly. And half an answer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and that's the interesting thing is I, I know I, I, I'm curious about, you know, Anne, uh, who's your co-founder, is working on this project. And it's, it's the project's several years, correct? Yeah, we've got Anne on actually uh, in the next couple of weeks, um, so we can we can sort of uh, spin it on to the academic side of EVP research in the next week or two. Um, it's either next it, week or the week after. It's interesting because we don't know how much you know is going to be you know revealed over the next few years. Is are we on an accelerated path? Who knows. I don't know. Uh, one thing that I mean, you know, EVP. It's, it's, we don't have time to talk about it because we have. That's to. true. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> probably a good thing. You've been listening to the Ghost Chronicles International right here on Tojinet, Ferrex, Ghost Channel, and Beyond. Also on uh, podcast on iTunes, which I guess has to be and the Ghost Box and the Ghost Box. And our special guest today has been EVP Mike. So uh, thank you so much. And do we have a guest for next week that we can reveal? Uh, hopefully, but we're not going to reveal them. <laughs> okay. Yes, there you go on that one. So anyways, thanks for everybody for tuning in. And uh, until next week, good night. God bless. Good night. God bless. Goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.